This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich. We have a powerful guest for you today and a topic that is so relevant to right now. So if you are listening in 2022, this is something that you cannot forgo. Tune in with us for the next 20, 30 minutes or so, and I believe that you're going to walk away with a lot of great information. Our guest is a dear friend of mine. It's somebody who came through our program. I met her as a student through the Director of Operations Certification Program, which is our signature training inside of the Ops Authority. And we quickly aligned because we had parallel histories and experiences. And she's just one of my most favorite human beings because we can jam on so many different levels, whether it's personal or professional. And she has become a peer that we refer work to. And she inspires me. And I think she inspires a lot of our DOO community. So I'm proud to call her an alumni of our program, but even more so than that, just a change maker. And I have chills actually, as I'm going through that right now, but a change maker in our society, in our industry. And her name is Camone Napier. I'm sure that she is no stranger to you, but if she is, you're going to fall in love with her today. And then eventually you're going to find her and follow her and just watch her inspiring journey, which you'll hear a little bit about today. As we kick off, Camone is the founder and the CEO of Hire Breakthrough, H-I-R-E, Hire Breakthrough. Through her work, she coaches founders and organizations on how to build strong teams using an intentional hiring approach. Camone has over 10 years of experience in HR, operations, and even engineering. She's a speaker, a consultant, a strategist whose work has been groundbreaking in building strong teams, conflict management, and helping founders reclaim their time. Throughout her career, she's worked in places where candidates were underrepresented and founders were misinformed. She believes that when you focus on the power of people over profits, you deliver a better experience for both you and your candidates. And I still have chills reading that. So good, Kimon. Welcome to this podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a while and I'm so glad to be back on the podcast. Yes, I'm so excited too. Man, you are, I feel like you're my match. And I know we keep in touch over Voxer sometimes and every single time your name pops up, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to listen to what she's got today because I know that we're going to connect deeply on something that is you know, pressing on us. So I want to kind of bring a conversation that we had on Voxer here for my listeners and people who follow you, because it's just relevant. It's kind of a hot topic, I would say, and it's a trend. Both of us have hiring agencies. So in addition to having the DOO certification, I have another company that does hiring and you also hire as well. And it's something I think from a hiring perspective that we are both seeing, and we have a unique kind of lens to this because again, we hire, but we're also operators and we're in communities where operators exist. And so, you know, we focus on the behind the scenes work or the backside of business. And 
that lends us to being fact finders, to being very methodical, analytical. And I would say a lot of us are naturally empathetic and aware. Like I believe that our top performing DOOs, those are all qualities that just make them stand out. And so we're going to dive into that, but that high level represents some of the characteristics of an operator. And I would say that you definitely fall into all of those characteristics as well. But as we're up-leveling, and the reason that people come into my orbit is to become a DOO, to up-level themselves, to find some financial freedom, to find some ease, and to leverage the gifts, the passions, the skills that they innately have. And we take them on a journey through the certification to up-level them so that they can find whatever it is that they're looking for. And there's no cookie cutter option here. Like I'm not telling everybody you need to go into a retainer relationship or the type of business or career that they're going to build after they leave the DOO certification because everyone builds something a little bit different. So let's kind of introduce you. And when you came to the certification was 2019, I just looked that up the other day, round three, we're already on round 17 right now. So it's been a minute since you've been in here and we've stayed closely connected and we've been watching each other's work and growing our own intellectual property since that time. But tell our listeners kind of your experience. I want to show how you have pivoted and navigated change as years have gone by. So let's talk about Kimon 2019. First, I can't believe it was 2019. Like when you just said that, I was like, OMG, it's been a while. (laughs) But in terms of my journey, when I joined the DLO program, I had just left corporate and basically my intention was, you know, I had just had my daughter. Like, if you remember, Natalie, she was like a newborn with me, like as I was going yes. through this situation. And the reason that I did that was just because, you know, I live in New York City. So my work-life balance was just completely up in the air. I was working super long hours and I'm like, how am I going to be fully invested in my child's like development the way I wanted to be? while working the way that I was working. So I actually decided, I'm like, you know, I want to start consulting more. I'd done some freelance consulting before, but I wanted to like start my own business. And I was trying to think of, you know, how to do that. And then, you know, spoke to you, our paths crossed, and I found out about the DOO program. So I decided to join that. And interestingly enough, of course, I learned a wealth of information in there. And I've had such great experience because I'm, you know, I have operations experience, HR experience and the engineering. And I was actually trying to decide, I was like, what did I want to focus on more? I love all three of them, but I had to decide like, okay, what was the thing that I was going to lead with? So first I started off taking some operations clients. I absolutely love them. But the one thing that really stood out for me was the HR aspect of the work I always enjoyed that even more. And then I had ended up working, you know, with a client and I was at a crossroads. I was like, okay, do I want to stay in ops or do I want to move fully into HR? And that was a really jarring decision for me. So then I decided to completely focus on the HR aspect at the time. And when I made that decision, then it just so happened that an opportunity came across my desk where I was looking at it. I'm like, wow, maybe I should apply for this. And I remember in conversations with you, Natalie, I think I must have applied maybe on the final Mm -hmm. day and you were like, come on, this has your name written all over it. (laughs) And I was just trying to make a decision because I just said like, I'm going to focus on business. And then this opportunity came, applied. It was 
absolutely amazing. So this is back, you know, in, I think this was in 2020, um, almost the end of 2020. And then interestingly enough, you know, I started consulting with this company. The relationship was absolutely amazing. It was like more amazing than anything I had experienced in corporate. And I was just like, you know, dumbfounded as to like how I was actually doing this. The beauty of this position was eventually, I think after a couple of months, maybe like three months, this owner, she was like, come on, I absolutely love working with you. Would you consider it in a full-time capacity? And I almost had to think about it because I was like, well, I'm building my business. Mm -hmm. How am I going to have the business and actually do this job? So what it led me to do is I had a conversation you know, with the owner about like my business and the whole nine yards. And they were actually fully accepting of me having my own business and working with this full-time capacity because I had been doing it, consulting with them. And they, they were like, you're doing amazing. I don't see why you need to necessarily choose between your business and this. And it's just been an amazing work relationship ever since. And that is how I got to where I am now. Yes. I want to dive into that just for a second. This kind of piggybacks into the broader conversation that we're going to have today. So this is in 2020. And I remember when you approached her and you were like, hey, this is what I have. You wanted to be honest and transparent. You don't want to go into a relationship feeling like you're hiding something. I mean, whether it's a personal or a business relationship, that's just like rule 101, (laughs) right? We want to be open, clear, honest so that we can show up as our best self. If you're hiding something, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And there's always going to be some odd resistance that will block you. And so I remember when you had that conversation and there was a certain piece that if she comes back and says, no, that you were probably not going to take the opportunity because you were really invested and inspired to hop into this business. But I want to remind all of you guys who are listening When Kimon approached her, she came in with a clear, this is how I'm going to do this. And it wasn't like, can I get permission? It was like, this is how I'm going to do this. And are you on board with that or are you not? So it was very, very clear. And I think that we all have an opportunity to be reminded that when you have a proposal, you may feel nervous about it. But be bold and show up with a solution. I mean, you're starting that relationship right there with the solution of, hey, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to manage you and grow my business at the same time. Are you in or are you out? Now that person that you've had this open, honest conversation with is now able to say, okay, now she can start visualizing what it looks like versus saying yes or no and feeling a little inferior. I think it puts you on level, both of you guys on level playing ground and Another point I want you guys to take away, and Kimon, you can speak to this because you're doing the same work in the hiring space, but in 2020, the hiring market changed, right? We talk about a buyer's market and a seller's market when you think about the housing industry. But at this point, I know for me, like I could feel it deep in my bones. Leaders like you were able to come in at a strategic level into businesses and to say, I'm not saying demand, but it was actually a possible conversation for probably the first time in my professional career to this point where leaders could come in, directors of operations or who, whatever title you have could come in and could say, Hey, I'd love to work with you. I'm also going to do this. It became an employee's market versus an employer's market. And I, hey, I'm at this time of this recording, I'm 45 years old. And throughout my professional career, you just said yes. 
Like you just said yes. And you didn't ask any questions. Like I saw that pivotal shift, which is super empowering for all of us who are listening today, for all of us who are on this journey, because you could do things like Kimon just did, where you could come in, you could be honest. You didn't have to worry about signing moonlighting agreements. I did all those things back in my corporate days where it was like, Hey, you could mow grass, but you couldn't do anything that would, you know, infringe on what you're doing inside of this company. Right. So you could, anyway, all of that was out the window, which honestly sets us up for so much opportunity to be your best self. And we spend a lot of time here at the, I, I wake up every single day asking myself the question of what can I do today to be my next best self? What is one small thing I can do, whether that's leading my family, whether that's being a better friend, whether that's being a better peer to come on, whether that's leading this company, right? It doesn't matter. It That transcends everything. And so that's my why every single day. And I believe when we had that shift in 2020, we started to see that. I think all of us who have these great skills and gifts started to say, oh, you know what? I hope you felt it too. But you started to see it was actually possible to be your next best self, to stand for who you are and to still serve yourself and your family in whatever way you dream of doing down the road. You may not be able to bring those visions to life right now, but you could have honest conversations. So I have to bring that here because I believe for all of us, that transition has happened and it will serve us for decades to come. Decades. Absolutely. Because all of the decades to that point, I know I was pretty inferior. Yes, I was bold. Yes, I was candid. Yes, I was transparent. But at the end of the day, the employer had the carrot. The employer still got to say, and I felt defenseless. And so coming into a posture with a question, with a solution like Kimon did, it literally did change the way that she was going to become her next best self. And so today, a couple of years later, we are seeing her next best self, which is a balancing act. And thank you so much for sharing that. So come on, left the certification. We're up to date. Give us kind of a come on 2022. What are you doing today? And how is that working with balance, et cetera? Yeah. So work-life balance is actually very good for me. I just have strict boundaries in terms of what I can and cannot do. And I think because I established that up front, the relationship has always gone well. So we are almost, mm-hmm. actually, we're about to pass almost the two-year mark. And our relationship is very good. And then in terms of business, business is also booming for me as well. We did a rebrand earlier in March and it was just an absolutely, you know, amazing experience. And then, you know, at the time of this recording, you know, Yesterday, I spoke at Harvard, which is like a dream. Yes, I saw dream. that. <laughs> it's just like everything is flowing really nicely. You know, I wouldn't have it any other way, but I honestly think all of this is possible just because I decided to think about my career trajectory personally and for business just in a different way than I had thought about it previously. And now I'm reaping the benefits of it. Yes. And you stayed the path, right? Yeah. And this is, super unscripted, but you've also, I mean, you are well compensated from this client who allows you to still have, no, I will say allows you, who partners with you as a person to accept that you're growing a business and a brand in addition to serving her and her big mission. And that has had to make this a little easier financially for you to invest in growing that part of you, right? It has because actually, you know, when we always talk about business, we always talk about separating business and personal expenses, and I'm able to completely separate them out. They don't bounce off of each other, which happens for a lot of 
mm-hmm. people. And then I also think the financial part of it is good, but also just from like a career trajectory point, I also think, you know, this business owner that I work with in this full-time capacity, she actually realizes the value of me just because I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. So I think in that shift that you were talking about, Natalie, I think a lot of business owners and employers started to realize that it actually might be, you know, best to actually consider somebody with entrepreneurial experience to help them out of the weeds because a lot of people are suffering in 2020. And if somebody has that like entrepreneurial experience and they're able to bring it to you in a full-time capacity or some type of employment capacity, that would be called an entrepreneur, of course. And it's just less risky for both parties. It's actually mutually beneficial. So I don't know if anybody has considered that, but it may be something you want to think about for your long-term career growth. I oh, Yes, I love this. And I believe right now, so 2020 looked the way that we already talked about. And then 2022 from a, let's just kind of break this down. I'm going to get a little bit nerdy for you and I'm not going to take too much of your time, but the world, the economy that we are in right now is one that feels a little shaky. It feels a little uncertain. And we personally, as people in our own society, we are feeling that, right? Our groceries are higher. Our gas prices are unpredictably going higher. Like we're seeing that the stock market is down. We're seeing that, you know, nerdy things like the GDP, which is actually very important, a number we should all be watching, but we see that the GDP is being affected, right? And so by definition, a recession happens whenever we have two consecutive quarters of the GDP going down, trending downwards, right? So those are just a few of the things that cause that to happen, but those are all economical. Typically, when we are in an economical recession, what happens to the job market? It goes into the tanks, right? People get very fearful. Philosophically, this is what you learn in your business classes. When we're in a recession, businesses contract, they'll start really looking at their profit margins, right? Which they always should be, but they become very sensitive to them because businesses are backed by human beings, right? They're not robots. They still have hearts. They still have fears. And that fear causes them to want to protect. And so in most recessions, job markets look bad, right? So I'm talking to you guys as somebody who probably is following me and listening to this podcast as a way to become your next best self. You're looking at a career progression. That's where I enter your world. And we do a lot of talk about that. So I wanted to just share the light to you that this is a very weird time because the economy is in a recession, but job markets are not It is the wildest things. We haven't seen this since I've done way too much research on this and I kind of nerd out on it. So just bear with me. But since 1909, has this like downward economy and upward job opportunities and decrease unemployment? It hasn't happened since the turn of the century, since the beginning of the 1900s, guys. My great granny was alive then. (laughs) Okay. So we have gone through multiple, about six recessions since that point. And all of our lives, even our parents' lives, and even your grandparents, if they're still around for every recession, we have always paired and seen that a downward economy brings a downward job market. It's just not the case right now. And so I want to bring the reality to you that there's a lot of opportunities out there. 
And ironically enough, professional services is the highest growing area. When I say professional services, I'm talking about consultants and managers of specialized areas. Luckily for us, those areas are in finances, in human resources, and in project management, amongst many others, legal, et cetera, where those services are needed more than ever, okay? I've got a lot of theory on that. I'll save it for a different day. But I wanted to be honest with you guys and let you guys know that you as a human are feeling the contraction. You're feeling the, oh goodness, like everything is more expensive. We say that all the time, right? Like things are more expensive. I'm gonna have to start constricting in my personal life. However, we're seeing a lot of opportunity on the job market, in the job space. Like I am no different than you. I'm no different than Camone because gas is expensive, because my kids, because everything seems to be on the rise financially. I'm looking at my checkbook. I'm like, man, I've got to make sure that I'm providing. And if anything happens, et cetera, cetera, you know, let your mind wonder, what do we do? We hold everything close and tight to us personally. So that transcends into my mindset of scarcity for business, especially if I'm building my own business. I'm building my own business, but in my personal life, I'm constricting. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, all my clients, they're they're not going to need me anymore. What's going to happen, right? And I can't tell you how your clients are going to navigate this. It's going to depend on what their industries are, et cetera. And we're not here to solve that as well, but it's common. I want to familiarize and to just be honest about the feelings that we're all having. And when we get into this state, we go into a state of safety, security, and stability, right? So you may be growing your business just like Kimon is, just like I am, and be faced with, what am I going to do if? And that's just being a responsible business owner, by the way. (laughs) So you're not wrong to have those feelings, doubts, fears. Having a contingency plan is really important. Again, we have another episode for that. But I wanted to bring this back, and Kimon is such a great example and If you're in a place where you're building your business and it just feels like it's just too hard, too uncertain, too unpredictable, you still have options to leverage yourself as a consultant, as a manager, as a leader in your space, as a specialist. I want to explore this just for a little bit and how you can take those skills if this market does not give you what you need to build a business. Kimon just talked about, and she introduced the concept of intrapreneurship. An entrepreneur absorbs all of the responsibilities, the debt, the financial guts of building something. And that's the path that you may have thought you were supposed to go down. But the shift in the economy has you reconsidering and looking for stability. You don't have to go down to your lowest common denominator. We've probably talked about that. Hopefully you've heard that podcast, but that's like me leaving corporate as an executive. And when I left there, seriously, ladies, I was like, I'll become a virtual assistant. What? Looking back, I'm like, Natalie, who were you? Where was your mind? I went to my lowest common denominator. It's the place I felt the safest. So I am here to encourage you. Kimone is here. Kimone has seen this, done this, is living this, and is seeing this also in the job market where you don't have to go to your lowest common denominator. You have already invested in yourself. You already have great skills. Let's use those skills and command slash demand, have conversations, look for places where you can take those gifts, those skills, that expertise, 
and serve them in a high, high level as an intrapreneur. So an intrapreneur is a combination of internal and entrepreneur. So you put those two words together and you get intrapreneur. So come on, I've talked a lot, but let's talk about what it looks like inside of a business to be an intrapreneur. Yeah, so this is a great question. In a nutshell, traditionally, an entrepreneur was somebody who was an employee in a company and they like undertook like any type of innovation. So innovative projects, products, all those type of things. But what we're finding now is that entrepreneurship is more so somebody who has an entrepreneurial spirit or somebody who is an actual entrepreneur coming internally as an employee within a company and operating in both functions. So there's a lot of benefits for both the company and honestly for, you know, whoever is going to be the entrepreneur. Because I think often why a lot of people haven't considered this route in like business or just in life is that they fear a lack of freedom they fear the lack of making their own choices and they're thinking of it from a corporate standpoint, which is why a lot of people think they either have to do business or just be employed. Like they never think it can actually merge together to actually give them what they want. So from like a traditional standpoint, entrepreneurs are building their own business. Entrepreneurs are innovating within within a business or a company. So if you merge them both, you're looking at innovation, you're looking at ambitiousness, and you're looking at the leader of a company actually valuing your thought. Because as we know, entrepreneurship is a lonely road for whether you're a small business, midsize, and so forth. So being able to operate in a way where you're giving value to a company because of your own experience and for the person who is managing that company, the CEO, to actually have somebody who has actually gone through maybe some of these things in if not, in fact, all of those things is a value for both parties. So if you're considering or you're, you may want to consider, you know, entrepreneurship, it's going to be less risky for you. You're going to have access to wealth or resources. You're also going to have some job security. And especially if the market is, you know, a little unsure right now, financially, people are just freaking out about money. That is, you know a gift in itself. So maybe something that you want to consider because like I said before, you have to think about what's going to work for you. Business is not, or just life itself is not like cut and dry. So you can make your own path is essentially what me and Natalie are talking about right now. You have to figure out what it is that you want for you. And you don't necessarily need to follow the path of somebody else. You can create something for yourself. So when I started on this journey, Never at any point did I ever consider this. It sort of just happened and I had to really look at the circumstances and I said, hold on a second, this might actually be mutually beneficial for me and for this business owner. And, you know, I'm two years into it now and it's just been a wonderful journey. And I've actually learned a lot. I've learned a lot by being in that company. She has also, this business owner, has received a lot of benefit from just my own experiences. So it mutually, it feels really good for both parties. So financially, if you're saying to yourself, I need to actually make some additional money, maybe I'm not necessarily getting the clientele that I want. And you have a fear of corporate. Corporate is not only the other solution. There are hundreds of type of businesses, whether it's, yeah, traditional corporate, it could be a startup company, it could be anything. 
But what it is is that you have to make clear boundaries about what it is that you want and actively have an open chain of communication to actually talk about what it is that you want to do and what it is that you can do so you're actually benefiting yourself financially, one, and just long-term in terms of your career growth. Oh, I just had a bunch of ideas as you were talking about this. Like you can go into entrepreneurship. Most of the time, an entrepreneur is in an employee status most of the time, but the job market looks so different. The opportunities are looking so different. We are seeing that strategic, that consultant, very similar to what you're doing, where they're able to come in as an independent contractor in some cases. And the great thing is when you are a consultant and you're working with one of these larger conglomerates or larger corporates, meaning thousands of employees make up that corporation, when they hire consultants, they're usually like year-long agreements, still bringing you stability, still allowing you to leverage your thought leadership and your innate leadership, right? So you're still using their resources. You're in a container that is basically like a project-based model if you follow our four different paths here, but you're in a model where you've got stability for at least a year. And these contracts are never 12. I mean, when you're working with a small business, we see very small, short contracts, right? The scope is small. And I just want to give you another option. You know, you can come in and you can be, I fully believe that we are still strongly in an employer's market where even if you're talking to a large corporation, a small corporation, or just what I call a big baby business, which would be, you know, dealing with somebody anywhere from a five to $15 million mark where they still have a pretty darn lean team. It's not, I would not call that a corporate, right? You're still able to go into any of those different formats. If you've got your boundaries and your values, you're interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you to where if, if you don't get the sense that they value a working mom who is supporting children and you don't feel like that's going to be your jam, then you are going to have plenty of other opportunities to find people who do. So you're not, you definitely do not need to sacrifice the values and the boundaries that you have. We are in a place where you can communicate those, where you can really test them to see if that's something that they agree with before you say yes. Coming in, regardless of the capacity, full-time being more of an entrepreneur, but you can also take that entrepreneurial spirit and apply it to your business. If you feel comfortable doing that, I just want you to, if you're looking for safety security, which is what brought Kimon and I here, as we were talking about this on our own little boxer channel, you know, we're seeing people, our community of directors of operations, because the economy just looks and feels the way it does. I'm seeing my peers and our students looking for safety and security. And we started brainstorming, like from the hiring perspective, I know we're putting on our other hat, but what we're seeing employers, they're open. They're open-minded to bringing high-level people in, ambitious, driven, educated, certified, thought leaders, strong leadership and communication skills. There's places for them. Kimon and I are hiring those for those roles right now. And they value hearing you as a person. So it's not the connotation of I'm going back to corporate right where I came from. You may choose to do that. And if you do, you're coming back as a whole different person. You're not letting, you do not need to let go of anything to step into that. And you have many options today to be able to do that, whether that's to go the entrepreneur path as an employee or go that thought leadership route of being a contractor and looking for longer contracts with larger companies. So 
that was the spark that went off. I know we we're kind of in the theme of entrepreneurship, but I started thinking of like, if I was going to the employer where I came from, which was a large Fortune 150 company, there is a host of things that I could propose to them. Come on. And it looks different than it did when I left, right? I was the chief of staff, large company, had my hands in a lot of things. I could go back hiring, right? And it's not doing the work. I could be leading the strategy and proposing that. I wouldn't necessarily want any of us to sink to our lowest common denominator, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. If I could just add to, cause you, you know, you just had my mind kind of spinning with what you just said, but as I was thinking through this, you know, we had talked through Voxer about like the great resignation and how like that has had this like cause and effect to like what's going on here in the market. But, you know, for anybody who might potentially be like an employer who's listening to this, one of the reasons that contributed to the great resignation was almost like people were feeling at a crossroads with having something for themselves and having an actual job. So what I've been finding in the market now is that especially with candidates, they want to have something for themselves because let's be real, typically employment in the U.S. is at will. So if somebody, you know, happens to let you go, it kind of leaves them in a sticky situation. So they're always wanting to have something for themselves. And as an employer, what is wrong with that? Especially if this person is not competing with your business in any way or form. And I think it has really contributed to this switch in the market. So honestly, there's probably a wealth of talent out there who has, you know, something for themselves, like their business, like what I have, but they can actually contribute to a lot of their skills. And then for the people who are DOOs or, you know, really just anyone who's really looking at this model, even if you decide for yourself after hearing this, like, maybe I should go back to corporate, you're not going to go back in the same capacity as you were before. In fact, a lot of the things that you probably learned just being an entrepreneur, whether it was for three months, six months, or years, you can go into another work relationship at a way higher capacity. Your value is almost doubled because you've experienced things that I can guarantee you other people who maybe you used to work with have an experience. And that is golden for any employer because yeah. you just have to admit people don't know what they don't know. And if your employer knows none of this information, knows nothing about entrepreneurship and the market, they are going to see a value in you. So you have choices, particularly at this time of this recording. I know people are feeling maybe stressed financially and just with things that's going on in the economy and in the world, but you have choices that you can make. You don't have to fit yourself into a box and it can serve you in so many ways. So just be open to what, you know, your journey might look like now and in the future. Yes. One thing that you had said as we were chatting was, you know what, Natalie, I feel like people are blocking their blessings. And I wrote it down that day. I put it in quotes because it could be a blessing. Whatever your next step is, it will be a blessing and don't block it just out of fear. Don't block it because you think it's going to be what it was in 2000, when you first went into the job market, don't block the blessing that sits in front of you. It really is within you. I, I'm so grateful for that quote that you didn't even know you were quoting, but I took it away and I was like, yes, like 
how many times have we blocked ourselves from success, right? How many times have we, I mean, sabotage feels really heavy, but we hold ourselves back from our next best self because we allow these limiting thoughts to pull us and Ladies, don't block your blessings. We've got a lot of options. Even in this economy, you have a lot of options. Who you were six months ago, one year ago, 15 years ago is absolutely not going to be your future self. Don't let yourself go there. Mentally, you've got to be strong, especially if you are in a weak state of fear. Okay. And I can't, I won't get any deeper than that. But if typically humans, when we go into fear, we constrict and we retract and we we go down to that last self, like even decades back, just like I did when I left corporate. I knew I needed to make a change. And I thought, you know what? I'll just go where I know I can make money and I'll be a virtual assistant. I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, I'll just be an admin again. Girls, I hadn't been an admin since I was a baby girl, but I thought, you know what? I need to be safe. I need to bring in money. All I could think of was, you know, bringing in some cash. It took me about two days on the job where I was like, oh, goodness gracious. Because guess what? I wasn't performing as an admin. I was getting paid as an admin, but giving my skills away as being a high-level project manager. It took about two days to change that. Don't do that. I call that lowest common denominator thinking. Be true to your highest common denominator. Be true to your highest self. Don't block your blessings. You can define this and navigate this any way you want. There are plenty of options. I wanted to be factual in this podcast and share with you the numbers, to share with you what's really going on, to share with you that the media may be giving you something that is half true because the economy is going down, but the job market is also going up. You have options. And I also, friend to friend, understand the fear understand the, the increase in expenses, mm-hmm. like everything, our stinking water and our electricity are higher. Everything is higher, but it doesn't mean you have to work more hours. It doesn't mean that you have to do a lesser skill. You're looking for safety and security. I want you to spend a few minutes looking at your current skills, today's skills, today's Natalie, today's Camone, today's you. What would make you feel most comfortable? With the skills that you have today, what environment looks best for you and your family? My plead is that whatever you end up doing is that you honor your next best self. Don't lose sight of your next best self in making any pivot and navigating any change because we're always in a state of change. We're always changing. We're always evolving. It's up to you. And you are going to have to work at that if we can make a virtual pinky promise right now. You wake up the same way I did this morning with what can you do today to be your next best self and never lose sight of that. This is going in a very different direction than I intended. But anyway, it came to me and entrepreneurship is an option. If you're not feeling confident in building your business right now, you've got lots of options to leverage these skills. And if you do feel like, you know what, this is when I'm doubling down on my business. Ladies, let's do this. Let's do that. There is no right and no wrong and no season lasts forever, right? The only thing that changes is everything. (laughs) Oh, come on. Thank you so much for being here and for chatting with me and, and sharing your gift with all of these wonderful people that are listening with the podcast today. 
It was such a pleasure coming back on the podcast. And I just hope that, you know, all of you who are listening got some value from this. My career is not what I had intended it to be even 10 years ago. And now I can actually say that it's just been such a blessing in entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship. So just make the next right best decision for yourself. Don't necessarily feel like you have to even consider entrepreneurship if you don't want to, but just know the option is there, particularly if you are in a state of fear, like Natalie had discussed. So I hope you got amazing value from this. And of course, if you are thinking about entrepreneurship, please feel free to keep listening to this episode over and over again, because it did take my mind a little bit of time to grasp the concept. So don't expect you're going to listen to this probably the first time and just be all into it. Listen to it as many times as you need to in order for you to make your best move. Yes. The Kimon I met in 2019 would have never considered entrepreneurship. For sure. (laughs) So So thank you for trusting you. Thank you for being an amazing guest and a wonderful friend to me and a great peer and someone that I just am so deeply inspired by. Tell our friends how they can find you. Yeah. So you can, of course, find me on my website, www.hirebreakthrough.com. That's H-I-R-E breakthrough.com. And I am on all the socials, particularly I'm always on LinkedIn and Instagram. So on Instagram, you can find me at Simply Kimon and on LinkedIn, just find me at Kimon Napier. And I'm happy to connect with all of you. Awesome. Thank you guys for hanging out. We will talk to you guys next week. And Kimon, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.